What the fuck though? Where the blunt go? Five, four, three, two, I let one blow. Wow, get the fuck though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. You're a roughneck. I'm a cutthroat. You're a tough guy. That's enough jokes. Then the sun died. The night is young though. The diamond still shine. What it do, what it do, welcome back to Earbuds. It's your boy, Buddha Brad, the lyrical analyst inspired by cannabis, and you're tuned into Season 2, Episode 4. For this week's episode, I'm going to be discussing an album that almost didn't happen. This album was postponed, almost cancelled, but goddamn, I'm happy that it came out. The Card of Five was originally supposed to be released in 2014, but it had so many delays that it didn't get released until 2018. So the Carter 5 debuted at number 1 on the Billboard 200 with the second largest streaming week for an album of all time. And this made Lil Wayne become the first artist to debut two songs in the top 5 of the Billboard Hot 100. I don't know how much you guys know about this album, but I would say that this album caused a feud between one of the most iconic father and son-like figures in hip-hop. Lil Wayne and his mentor Birdman almost parted ways because of this. There were million dollar lawsuits, there were assassination attempts, and there was tons of insults. On tours, Lil Wayne was insulting Birdman, he was insulting Cash Money Records, and on his mixtape, Story for the Wait 2, he released a couple of diss tracks. Here's a snippet of one of the songs. Lil Wayne's taking shots at his former mentor on the song that uses the Coco beat. So in summary, Lil Wayne had beef with Cash Money Records for the same reason a bunch of other artists have. They were fucking around with their money. So let's get into the song I want to talk about. Specifically off this album, the song I want to dissect is Uproar. So the Uproar was the first single off of Lil Wayne's The Carter 5. Now side note, The Carter 5 is supposed to be Lil Wayne's last album. 
But as I mentioned in a previous show, another famous rapper with the last name Carter also said that he was going to drop a final album and he just kept on coming out with hits. So Lil Wayne might fuck around, be featured on a couple of things, but he really wanted to end his legacy the same way he started, with a Carter album. So anyways, Uproar was released in 2018 and it was produced by Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats made this beat by sampling G-Dep and P. Diddy's special delivery. Check this out, check this out. I go by the name. Uh, uh, P, P, motherfucking Diddy. And G Depp and P. Diddy sampled the Moog machines you keep me hanging on. This was released in 1969. Fast forward, and Swiss Beats does this to the sample. Y'all know his name? Hey, yo, Mac, Ladies and gentlemen, drop. C5. Oh! Wayne Time. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Zone, 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 zone. Let me see his shoulders work. I mean, I don't know what y'all came in. All right, guys, let's get into the lyrics. Man, I ain't a verbal assassin, but I'm a herbal assassin. And if I'm going to do Tunchi right, you know we got to spark up. So for you guys that haven't heard Uproar, pause this shit, go down to the description, and check out the track. While with the rest of us, join me for this motherfucking chronic break. So the first line I want to talk about is actually part of the chorus. What the fuck though? Where the love go? 5432, I let one go. Bow. Get the fuck though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. What the fuck, though? Damn. Where the love go? Oh. Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the fuck, though. Hey. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. Bow. You're a roughneck. I'm a In order to break this lyric down, let me take you through a little bit of a nature walk. Two male buffaloes, when they're fighting, they go head to head. Literally, they butt heads. But Lil Wayne isn't talking about this necessarily. So what is he saying? Well, this line can be interpreted in two ways. Firstly, when Lil Wayne has beef, he isn't going to butt heads with you physically, but he is going to take shots at your head with a gun. The second way to interpret it is that if there's another rapper who thinks he's an alpha male, Lil Wayne is going to aim at his head, aka try to kill his career. For the second line, Lil Wayne describes how much he loves his gun and how close he is to it. Put the gun inside. What the fuck for? I sleep with the gun and she don't snore. So here Lil Wayne's saying he's so close to his gun. It's physically with him always. He's not going to put it away. He's not going to put it inside. And this is true because Lil Wayne has been charged with the possession of a firearm a few times in the past. Then he goes on to say that he sleeps with the gun, but it doesn't snore. So when he says that he sleeps with it and it doesn't snore, it's because he has a silencer on it. But on top of that, 
The gun never snores because it's never overly tired. Like, you know when you get really, really tired and you pass out and you fucking snore? Well, the gun doesn't get that tired. It's always ready and it's always on. The next few lines I want to talk about are actually part of the same verse. Trade the ski mask for a muzzle. It's a bloodbath where the suds go. It's a Swiss beat. There the drums go. If she's iffy, there the drugs go. So let's talk about the bloodbath part. Suds is short for soap suds, aka foam and lather. If there's no suds in a bloodbath, well, then it's just blood. And if the girl is iffy, when he says, if she's iffy, there the drugs go. Well, if someone's iffy or sketchy, then that means they're unreliable. And Little Wayne is saying, if the girl's iffy, well, that's where the drugs went. Either because she smoked it, snorted it, is a rat or a spy. Next, I pretty much want to dissect the whole fucking second verse. I come out the scuffle without a scuff. Whoa, puff, puff, bro. I don't huff, though. Yellow diamonds up close, catch a sunstroke. At your front door, with the gun stowed. Knock, knock, who's there is how it won't go. This is the jungle, so we have the utmost for the nutsos, and we nutso. What the fuck, bro? It's where I'm from, bro. We grow up fast, we roll up slow, we throw up gang signs, she throws up dope. Dreadlock hang down like you done know. Put the green in the bag like a lawnmower. Get the fuck though. Oh. I don't bluff, bro. Oh. I come out the scuffle without a scuffle. Puff, puff, bro. I don't huff, though. Damn. Yellow diamonds up close. Catch a sunstroke at your front door with a gun store. Knock, knock. Who's there is how it won't go. Just a jungle. So have the utmost for the nutsos. And we nutso. What the fuck, bro? That's where I'm from, bro. We grow up fast. We roll up slow. We throw up gang signs. She throw up dope. Dread life ain't time like you don't know. So the first part, puff puff bro, I don't huff though. Fucking shocker alert, Lil Wayne smokes a lot of weed. And if you hear the lighter at the beginning of a Lil Wayne song or a mixtape, man, you're in for a fucking lyrical treat. So he puff puffs a lot, he smokes a lot of weed. But he doesn't huff and puff. Because to huff and puff means to breathe heavily with exhaustion. And Lil Wayne is saying that he's never tired. Just like his gun, he's always on. Now the knock-knock part. The knock-knock part makes reference to that famous knock-knock joke. Here, Lil Wayne is saying that if I show up to your house with my guns, bro, it's not a joke. And there's definitely no fucking knocking. Dudes barging in your house for the home invasion. Now the jungle and the nutso part. In the jungle, the hood, or the ghetto, you respect the crazy individuals who are willing to do what needs to be done to get the job done. So people that kill, rob, etc. So here Lil Wayne saying we have the utmost respect for the crazies. Well, we're fucking lunatics, so we get the utmost respect in the hood. So the next line is probably my favorite in the whole verse. We grow up fast, we roll up slow, we throw up gang signs, 
she throw up dope. So when you grow up in a rough environment, third world country, a ghetto, you don't have much of a childhood. You're forced to grow up really quickly because you either got to go to work or you get exposed to some shit that a child really shouldn't be exposed to. And when someone rolls up slow on you, I mean, it means that they're trying to come up on you or creep up on you without being detected. And the only reason why they're going to do that is because they're going to fucking kill you. The we throw up gang signs and she throws up dope part? Well, Lil Wayne's saying is, here we throw up our gang signs because we want to represent our sets. Well, she's throwing up dope. And she's not throwing up dope because she did too much of it or she's overdosing. She's throwing up goddamn dope because she's a motherfucking drug mule. This isn't the first time Lil Wayne makes reference to using a woman as a drug mule. He also does it on the song Fireman off of the Carter 2. And finally, Little Wayne throws in a little bit of patois for us. The dreadlock line is used in tangent of him speaking patois. Don't know is a popular way of saying don't know in Patois. And the Rasta references continue with the put the green in the lawnmower. Well, obviously green here is used to reference to weed. Get the fuck though. Oh. I don't bluff, bro. Oh. I come out the scuffle without a scuffle. Puff, puff, bro. I don't huff, though. Damn. Yellow diamonds up close. Catch a sunstroke at your front door with a gun store. Knock, knock. Who's there's how it won't go? Just a jungle. So have the utmost for the nutsoles. And we so What the fuck, bro? That's where I'm from, bro. We grow up fast. We roll up slow. We throw up gang signs. She throw up dope. Drain like hang time like your bun, no. Put the green in the bag like a lawnmower. Hair trigger pull back like a con roll. Alright guys, let's get into some motherfucking fun facts. So I've already talked about the Birdman beef, and I've already talked about how this album was delayed. But the fun fact I want to talk about actually has to do with Kodak Black. If you don't know Kodak Black by name, you probably know him from this song. So a brief history on the Lil Wayne and Kodak beef. Kodak Black wanted to fight Lil Wayne in the ring. He said that he wished Lil Wayne died at birth. He insulted his daughter and told Lil Wayne's baby mama that he wants to smash her. So the ski mask line makes reference to Kodak Black wearing a ski mask on the Breakfast Club radio show. So here Lil Wayne says, trade the ski mask in for a muzzle. He's telling Kodak Black, yo, my dude, put a muzzle on that mouth because you need to keep it fucking shut. The second way to interpret this line, well, it could make reference to Hannibal Lecter. You know that famous scene where Hannibal shows up to court and he's got that fucking muzzle on his mouth because he's a cannibal? Well, Lil Wayne can be saying that he's crazy. He's so crazy that instead of needing a ski mask to rob people, he needs to wear a muzzle to prevent him from lyrically and physically eating other rappers. And with that, we come to the end of this week's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys got to learn some new things. And I hope you guys picked up on punchlines that you maybe didn't before the episode. For next week's show, I want to keep the punchlines rolling. I want to discuss possibly one of the best lyricists out there. Like, one of the fucking best. 
I'm choosing something off of his newer shit. And my boy, one of my biggest supporters, Mikey X, he actually gave me some feedback on it. And he wasn't sure about my song selection. So, bro, next week, I'll look forward to being able to show you some cool shit with this song. And the song I'm going to be talking about is Eminem's Those Kind of Nights. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. And thank you so much for your feedback and your constant requests. Thank you for listening to me on Spotify. Thank you for subscribing to me on YouTube. And thanks for following me on Twitter. I also want to take a moment to give a special shout out to my boys, Cam FLX and Z West Beats. These guys have been following me on Twitter and sharing my shit, and I really appreciate it. FLX is an up-and-coming producer, and he's already got some sick shit out there. I'll post up a link in the description and play a little bit of their shit on my outro. Anyways, guys, that's enough for this week. I'm your boy, Buddha Brad, the lyrical analyst inspired by cannabis, and you guys were tuned into earbuds. Peace.